Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Papa's podcast, Celebrating the Word with Dean Caldwell Ministries. Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you today to Elevating the Word. This is a Bible study intended to increase your faith, increase your knowledge of God so you can walk closer to the Lord and have a relationship with God like you've never had before. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the podcast today. We are so glad that you have joined us. Uh, just real quick, if just a few announcements. Uh, if you'd like to give to Brother Dean's Ministries, there are ways to do that now down in the show notes. Um, or if you'd like to give towards the podcast, um, down in the show notes, you can click on those links, and it will take you exactly where you need to go to give. Um also, we have the email, elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Again, elevatingtheword at outlook.com. Uh, send your thoughts, your prayer requests, and your questions over there, and we'll do best to address them, and, um, or maybe we may address some of your questions on the podcast. Also, Facebook and YouTube. Go look up Dean Call Ministries over there, and like and subscribe, follow, all that cool stuff. Now that that is out of the way, Brother Dean, we are continuing on with the subject of angels yes so why don't you go ahead and well rob we're gonna this is going to be the last uh, session that we do on angels we have uh talked about the good the bad angels as well which uh from statements that have been made to me some folks didn't know those angels even existed and uh, but today we're going to talk about uh lucifer's fall uh, Lucifer, which we kind of know as uh, the devil, and we know him as Satan. We know him as the serpent, the dragon. That's four names that he is called in the book of Revelation. But uh, he was nothing more than a created being. He was just created by God, and he fell from his origination of his creation to what he has become today. But even though he was a created being, he was given a lot of power and authority by God before his fall, mm. before his fall. Now, let me begin today in the book of St. Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. Now, uh, this is when the 70 disciples came back to Jesus and they were bragging about the fact that they had authority over demons. Mm -hmm. Jesus had sent these 70 out to do work for the kingdom of God. They were praying for the sick, people being healed. They, they was casting out devils. This was just the work they was assigned to do. And they came back and they were so excited with such bragging rights mm -hmm. that they said in um, verse 17 of Luke 10, and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even devils are subject unto us through thy name. All mm -hmm. right. Now then Jesus replied to them in verse 18. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And then verse 19, he said, behold, I give unto you power to trip, which means to walk on serpents and scorpions. That's demons and devils over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What I want to capitalize on is Jesus' words to them as said, I was there. 
I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. What he's mm-hmm. saying, I was there when this event of Satan's fall took place. He yeah. said, I was there. Now, let's read a little of that from the Old Testament of how Isaiah captures this. In Isaiah chapter number 14, he gives some instruction here to us, and actually it starts in verse number 9, but I'm going to go down to verse 12 and read some of this here, and I challenge you, if you want to know more about this, start in verse number 9, and and with the light that we're going to shed for you in verse 12, it'll become more open to you. He said, how, I'm in verse 12 of Isaiah chapter 14, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now, that's exactly the words that Jesus said. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Mm -hmm. I was there when he was kicked out. Verse 12 of Isaiah 14, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken nations? Listen to what he said. Verse 13, for thou hast said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I was set upon the congreg- I was set upon the mount of the congregations in the sides of the north. Now, verse thirteen, Satan is. This is giving you what Satan had in his heart, and the reason why he was cast out of heaven to begin with. You've said in your heart, "I will exalt my throne." Now that meant he had a throne. He was given power. He was given authority. Now, keep these in mind because we're going to get in some deep stuff here Mm -hmm. in just a moment of time. He said, uh, I I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That's the angels of God. I'm going to overthrow and take charge of the angels of God. Now, look here in verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Now then, in verse 14, it is revealed his plan was to overthrow God and to take praise. Mm-hmm. Praise. He, he, he thrived on wanting praise, and, and he's still that away today yes. because he wants people to follow him and praise him. But then in verse number uh, 15, he said, thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And then he gives some more instruction there. Now, that's Isaiah's rendition. Now, let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 28, chapter 28 of the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel gives his portion of his vision of Satan's fall, verse number 13 of Ezekiel 28, he said, You've been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering him. Then he names all the precious stones up there. Verse 14, Thou art the anointed cherubim that covereth. I have set thee so that was thou was upon the holy mountain of God, walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now, the, verse 14 is saying, At one time he was an anointed cherubim. He took place in angelic things that God had designated for him to be and for him to do. And we're going to talk about his authority and his power and 
how how much power he had mm. before the fall and then after the fall. The scripture mm. gives some much insight concerning that. But in verse 14, he says he was the anointed cherubim. Now, verse 15, I get this question a lot. Why and how did Satan fall to begin with? If he was a created angel of God, well, number one, he has a will. All the angels has a will, just like you and I have a will. We have a will to choose. Mm -hmm. We don't have to serve God. We choose to serve God. We don't have to live for God. We choose to live for God. But verse number 15 explains what happened inside of Lucifer that caused him to fall. He said, you was perfect in all the ways from the day you was created till iniquity was found in you. Now, that's hard for people to get their minds wrapped around. And Mm -hmm. let me read these few verses, then I want to explain something that is going to affect our future. Now, watch this. He said, go down to verse 17, save a little time. Here was the iniquity that was found in him. Thy heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You was corrupted by wisdom, by reason, and and by thy brightness, and I cast thee to the ground, and I lay thee before kings, that they may behold thee. Now then, what caused Satan to fall was just simply pride. Mm-hmm. Pride caused him to fall. In verse 15, you was perfect in all the ways you was created. From the day you was created, you was a perfect being until iniquity was found in you. Now, the word iniquity here is the thought pattern of sin. Now, just because he had a thought, that didn't cause him to get thrown out of heaven. Bad thoughts will not send you to hell. Mm-hmm. But if you act on those thoughts, then it becomes a sin. But you, can, you can't keep from having bad thoughts in your mind, but you can keep from acting on them. Mm-hmm. There's an old mountain saying that said, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from nesting in your hair. <laughs> you have a choice. Yeah. Satan had a choice. And because of his beauty and because of his wisdom, the Bible said he had wisdom, he failed. He decided he would overthrow God. Now, so number it's, one, it's because of those things yes, that he that caused were all the other of who he was that caused this process. Yes. Because for who knows how many amount of time that from the time that the angels were created to this point, he was perfect and there was no sin in heaven. And it's just in this moment right here where yes. he acts on his thought pattern. Do you think he just got tired of? He just gets tired of worshiping God. Is that well? This is the root of his problem. Mm-hmm. Till iniquity was found in you, God gave them all a will. Mm-hmm. They had a will. You and I have a will. God won't make us do anything. We choose to do what we're going to do. And when you become a Christian, you start making your will line up with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And when you make your will line up with the word of God, then you're pleasing God. That's what this thing's all about. God wants us to worship him, not because we have to, but because we choose to. Mm. And when we uh, choose to worship him, that pleases God. 
So, you know, uh, people out there say, oh, I have a hard time pleasing God, and I have a hard time living for the Lord. Well, the hard time is simply this. It's a choice you make. It's a choice you make. We have All of us have temptations, mm -hmm. but we can make a choice to follow the temptation or to line up with what God said in his word. Oh, we could talk a while on, on the wheel, but let me interject something here before we move along and I forget it because I get this question a lot. Well, if this happened once in heaven, what is there to keep it from happening again? Now, let me explain what they're asking here. When we all get into heaven, when we all get there and everything's said and done, it's all over. What is there to keep this from happening again? Well, number one, Satan was made in righteousness and he failed to sin. You and I are born in sin and we're raised to righteousness. And another point, we will not reproduce. We covered that in a podcast here last Just, week or the week before yeah. last. We will not reproduce. If we reproduced, we would reproduce a generation that knew nothing about sin, the results of sin, and what it brings. And I believe, Rob, that whenever God wipes the tears out of our eyes and there'll be a mind-altering, that's one thing we're never going to forget. Yeah. We're not going to forget the penalty that sin has and what it brings, and we're not going to forget the power of Jesus Christ delivering us mm. from the bondage of sin. Thank that you, is Lord. the wonderful thing about, about eternity yeah. that we're not going to forget, and that will be in our heart forever. So we're not going to get in on that uh, very much. But now then, what I'd like to talk about now is this. There seems to be in the scripture by name three archangels three archangels that are named by name, and I'm going to give them. We've already read that Lucifer had a throne, and uh, that if he had a throne, that made him a ruler, and because it made him a ruler, he ruled over angels. That's all he had mm -hmm. at that time, and it seems like that God set this up so that it would be in thirds. He has um, he has this in the word of God. And, and if you guys are following me, go in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter number 12. Let me just read some high points here in the scripture. The Bible said in Revelation 12 and verse number four, and he, verse number four is talking about the fall of Lucifer. He said, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. Now then, his tail drew a third part of the stars. Well, what is the stars? Go to verse number nine. Verse nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. And he was cast into the earth and his angels. Now watch this and his angels were cast out with him. From verse number four to verse number nine, Satan took one-third of the angelic host with him. 
He was a ruler over one-third of the angels that existed at that time. Now then, let me read verse number 7. Verse 7 said, There was war in heaven. By the way, that's past tense, was. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels. Here's another archangel that's mentioned by name. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So now then, let's look at something here. Michael is considered to be an archangel from the scripture, from the word of God. And you will find that in the scripture. I believe it's uh, uh, verse number, uh, uh, let me see, go to the book of Jude. The book of Jude gives some insight concerning that in verse number nine. Now, there's just one chapter in Jude, Jude chapter one, only one chapter, verse number nine. Yet Michael, the archangel, it names him there. When contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring any, uh, bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. So Michael and, and Lucifer disputed over the body of Moses to the extent that Michael pulled rank on him and just said, the Lord rebuke you. The mm-hmm. Lord rebuke you. So Revelation chapter 12 says that Lucifer took one third of the stars with him. Well, it doesn't take a mathematician to figure that out, that one-third. If there's one-third, then there has to be two other thirds to make a whole. One-third, one-third, one-third to make a whole. And so it says in verse 7 that Michael has angels. It is assumed that Michael has one-third of the angels in heaven. Lucifer had one-third of the angels in heaven. That's named in verse 4 of chapter 12. And then there is another archangel that's called by name for us through the scripture and, and through the word of God. And that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You can go there with me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And he said uh, this, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God shall sound and the dead shall rise first. Now, a lot of people have assumed that the trumpet, when they say Gabriel sounds his trumpet, whatever, well, it doesn't say Gabriel there, but it talks about an archangel, Mm -hmm. the voice of an archangel, which is assumed to be Gabriel. Gabriel is a messenger angel that appears several times in the scripture and in the word of God. So let's try to put this in perspective tonight because there's some amazing things that are uncovered for us in the scripture from the word of God. It is assumed. It is assumed now. And and I, I, I don't know whether I need to teach this as an assumption or as a fact from the scripture. The word Lucifer in the Hebrew means bearer of light, bearer of light. Mm -hmm. The name Lucifer means in the Hebrew, 
bearer of light. Isaiah talks about him as the morning star. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? So his, his name means bearer of light. Now then, I'm going to come back to that in a moment of time, but I want to go and deal with Michael for just a moment of time. Now then, in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter number three, the Hebrew children are cast into the furnace, the fiery furnace. Man, they have been cast into the fiery furnace, and while they're in there, King Nebuchadnezzar, keep in mind this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and uh, they're cast into the fire because they would not bow to the idol he made of gold. After they were cast into the fire, the scripture said that the heat was so intense from the fire that the men that threw them in there died Mm -hmm. from the heat exhaustion, just throwing them in the fire. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, the temperature's great. They should have been consumed immediately. But instead, after a while, Nebuchadnezzar, the fire died down and he goes over there and looks through a porthole in there in the furnace And he saw four men loose, and he turned around in astonishment and said, Did not we cast three men into the fiery furnace? And they said, True, O king. And he said, I see four, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now then, uh, it's been preached and taught, you know, that that's Jesus in the fire there. But angels are referred to as sons of God. In the book of Job, chapter 1 and verse number 6, he said this. He said, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Now then, chapter 2 of the book of Job and verse number 1, he said, Uh, And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present them before the Lord. Satan came also to present himself before the Lord. Now, that's two times in in the book of Job. And so in the the book of Job, uh, chapter 26, whenever God is speaking to uh, Job about how he had hanged the world and he had formed it and placed it and put it in into place. And he said, Job, where was you at whenever I formed the world? When was you, where was you at when I hanged it on the empty place and hanged the earth up on nothing? Where was you at when all of these things took place? And then when you follow this on down, it talks about the sons of God and uh, uh, how they rejoiced. They were there in the beginning the sons of God. So uh, angels are referred to as sons of God. Now go back to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 23, verse number 28. After they brought the Hebrew children out of the fiery furnace, there wasn't even a smell of smoke on them. Mm -mm. And the men that cast them in there died from the heat. These guys went through the fire They went through the heat, but look what it said, verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent 
his angel. Mm-hmm. His angel and delivered the servants that trusted them and changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Now, his angel. Now go to chapter 6 of the book of Daniel and verse 22. That's when Daniel has been cast into the lion's den and King Darius spent the night worried about Daniel. And he went down the next morning in verse 22, said, My God has sent his angel. This is Daniel talking to King Darius. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Wow. God sent a personal angel, his angel, Mm -hmm. which I believe Rob was probably Michael. Michael leads one-third of the angels of heaven as a worship team Mm -hmm. to Jehovah God Almighty and has through eons of years performing tasks for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that probably Gabriel, being a messenger angel, probably leads one-third of his angels as a worship team to the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost, and performs things there. Now, we're not talking about a handful of angels here. We're talking about eons and eons of angels that have been created by Mm -hmm. God himself to perform tasks and duties. fact is, um, I believe it's in um, Matthew 18 and 10, where he said, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven... Their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. The word is plural there. Their angels, Mm -hmm. got an S on it, and which means a report is being made day and night of us as individuals. Mm -hmm. And uh, in heaven, it's just announcement is being there about what goes in our life in heaven. So when we bring this down, here's the point I want to make. I feel like that probably Lucifer led one-third of his angelic hosts as a praise team to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I say this, and I say it with a heart of meaning, and that is this. The name Lucifer means bearer of light. Now, let's find out the very personality of Jesus Christ. Watch Mm -hmm. this now. When you go to the book of Genesis— Genesis 1, let me begin in verse 1 of Genesis 1. He said, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth. Now keep in mind, the first thing that happened, God said, let there be light. So we're talking about earth that already existed here. Mm -hmm. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God called the light darkness, and the light he called day, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, in the book of St. John, he says the same thing. Talks about, I'm the light of the world. He said in verse 5 of John chapter 1, The light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came to bear witness Mm -hmm. 
of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, talking about John now, but was sent to bear witness of the light that is the true light Mm -hmm. that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Then in John chapter 8 and verse number 12, Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. So I believe this, the name of Lucifer, he was the worship team of Jesus Christ. How many times through the eons of years did his team of angels, one-third of the angels, fall down to worship Jesus Christ and gave him praise? And then all of a sudden, he's cast out of heaven. That left Jesus without a worship team. Mm -hmm. Michael's a worship team with his angels to God, Jehovah Almighty. Gabriel is a worship team leader for the angels of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus lost his worship team when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Isn't it ironic that Jesus was chosen to come from heaven to this world to pay a price to redeem a church unto himself? Mm -hmm. The Bible speaks of that constantly that we are the body of Christ, and we are. And actually, Rob, we take the place of the fallen angels, Mm. the fallen angels that fell. They're in captivity. They're in bondage under the darkness of this world. That's in the book of Jude and in the book of 2 Peter. But you and I, the saved, the redeemed saints of God, that's the reason when they die, Their soul and spirit goes into the presence of God. Their body goes in Mm -hmm. the ground. And one day, Jesus, Jesus, not the Holy Spirit, but Jesus is going to sound a trumpet. And when he does, the dead in Christ is going to rise first, Mm -hmm. the live and remain. We're going to meet him in the clouds and in the air. We are his worship team. We are the team that has been chosen to be the worship team of Jesus Christ. Now, mm-hmm. I know that's a little deep for some people, but I think we're putting enough scripture I, I, on this. I, I think you are. And I think another uh, a question I'll ask, if it, let's say it would have been Michael that fell, would God have been the one that would have had to come to the earth to redeem Probably the so. church? Not that that probably matters in the grand scheme of things, but just wondering if it would have been Michael or Gabriel would it would have been in the reverse order is needed from what we see now. Maybe one day we can do a podcast on farther on down the line. It's a little far fetched now mm-hmm. on the three worlds yes. that are mentioned to us in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And they're all there. Yes. I mean very plainly mm-hmm. can see them. But Jesus came. Yeah. He came in the form of man Mm -hmm. because man, when Adam was placed here and Eve was placed here, they were eternal. Yeah. They was placed here eternal. God could walk with them. God, the father could walk with them. That's in Genesis three, verse number seven and eight. Well, let me just read verse eight. Seven talks about the eyes being open, but verse eight said, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees in the garden. 
So now then, Adam and Eve had the ability and to walk with God. And here's mm-hmm. why I'm saying that. They, <laughs> they, they had the ability to voice. walk with him, see him yes. physically, physically yes. see God. Yeah. And, and that's the reason Adam is not named in Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. It starts with Abel as the faith heroes because Adam had seen God and that disqualifies him as a faith walker. Yeah. But here's the point. Adam walked with God until he fell. And when he fell, he started a generation of people in a fallen state of mind, in a fallen state of action. So Jesus came from heaven. Now, now listen, this did not take God by surprise because in the book of 1 Peter 19 through 21, he says this, before the foundation of the world there was a lamb slain. Yes. So before the foundation of the world, God, this did not take him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Again, man was placed here with a will. Yes. Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. And in their disobedience, they fell from their original creation to what man has become today. Mm. But Jesus came from heaven to this earth in the form of man so he could die on the cross of Calvary. And he did die, but he didn't stay dead. That's right. He arose the third day and he left a promise. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to go away, but I'm coming again. And even at his ascension, after he walked on this earth 40 days and ascended back into heaven from the Mount of Olive, he made this statement. Or the angels did in verse 11. Uh, let me think. It's uh, Acts 1 and verse 11, which also say, you men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, mm-hmm. which is taken up from you, shall so come in like manner as you've mm-hmm. seen him go into heaven. The promise of Jesus coming back and people, you know, that are are getting away from the message of the coming of the Lord, but mm-hmm. he's coming yes, because yes, we're is. his praise team. Mm-hmm. We're going to be his praise team through eternity. Yeah. We're going to live with him forever and forever. It, 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 this explains the statements that Jesus made. If you don't praise me, I'll call for the rocks and the mountains yeah. to praise me. Yeah. He come to get a praise team Mm -hmm. and redeem us from our sin so we would belong to him. What's Mm this? In, um, oh, first, I'm not thinking real well tonight, but in um, uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse uh, uh, 19 and 20, he said, what, know you not that your body is a temple of the spirit of God? which is in you, the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God. You're not your own. Mm -hmm. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. You know, Rob, when I discovered this little lesson that we're talking about here 40, over 40 years ago, it changed my worship habit. Mm -hmm. I worship him during the day. I wake up in the night and I'm awake. I'm going to worship him. I'm mm-hmm. going to give him praise. Mm-hmm. When I go to the house of God, 
It doesn't make me any difference what song they're singing. It doesn't make me any difference who's sitting in front of me or behind me. I am going to worship the Lord, Mm -hmm. the Lord of glory. Yes. Because I am part of his praise team. I have been redeemed from sin. I take the place of the fallen angels that were cast out of heaven with Lucifer. They have the choice and they chose not to. Mm. I've got a choice and I choose to praise him. Yes, amen. I choose to worship him. I choose to glorify him. And this old thing of coming to church and nobody asked me to do anything and I'm not going to go back to church and I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, that, that doesn't even enter my mind. Yeah. It don't even enter my mind who likes me and who don't like me. Mm -hmm. I am there to praise the Lord. Yes. I'm there to praise the Lord and to glorify him because I want my place to be recognized as part of the praise team. Mm. Now, the praise team that we're we're talking about has nothing to do with a church praise team. People that are on mm. a church praise team sing and play music. Yeah. The praise team I'm talking about is you have been chosen yeah. by God just to give him praise, just to glorify him. Let me just quickly show you how important this is. In the book of Hebrews, chapter number 13 and verse number 15, and maybe we'll do a short video on this scripture sometime, and Mm -hmm. he said, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Mm -hmm. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Mm -hmm. Boy, this narrows it down here. Now, what's it talking about? The sacrifice of praise. Now, I've heard people explain it like this, which I think it's much, much deeper than that. I've heard people say, oh, I was so tired tonight, but I came to church and I just, I'm going to make a sacrifice of praise. (laughs) Sacrifice of praise has got nothing to do with how you feel. Yeah, It's got everything to do with who you're worshiping. Mm. In the Old Testament, They brought a lamb, a goat, a calf to church with them. They took it to the door of the temple. They cut the throat of that animal, caught some of the blood because life is in the blood. Mm -hmm. The priest came and put it on the altar. It represented that family or that person. And they drug it off, quartered it up, put it on an altar, and they burned it. We no longer bring a goat, a calf, a sheep with us to church. Mm -hmm. But Jesus was the divine sacrifice for us. So I don't bring a goat and a calf and a sheep to the house of God with me, but listen to what he said. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Then he tells you how to do it. That is, with the fruit of our lips. What does that mean? Every time I say, glory be to God, I just put my calf on the altar. Mm. Every time I say, bless his holy name, I just put my goat on the altar. Every time I lift him up in praise and say, I love you, Lord, Mm. I thank you, I just put my sheep 
on the altar. We don't bring an animal sacrifice with us to the house of God, but with the fruit of our lips, giving Jesus praise for the sacrifice he made. Here it is again, that we are to give him praise. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say, well, I'm not vocal with that. We're vocal about everything else. That's right. And he said, with the voice of praise here, with the fruit of our Mm -hmm. lips, how can you get away from that? With the fruit of our lips, giving praise to his name. If I'm going to be part of the praise team of heaven, I believe it starts down here when you're saved. Absolutely. When you're saved, you give him thanks. You give him honor for saving you. Mm. And when you come to the house of God, it is a continually a praise. That's what he said. By him, therefore, let us offer the praise of God continually. Mm -hmm. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Mm. Wow. Boy, that's some deep stuff right there in that verse of scripture. I come to glorify. I come to praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. I come to magnify him. If you're listening to me, don't let somebody steal your praise. Don't go to church and get upset because somebody didn't sing your song. Don't go to church and get upset because somebody don't like you lifting your hand toward heaven and praising God. Praise him. Praise him. Now, if you're bringing praise to yourself instead of God, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming to praise him from the bottom of your heart, he loves the praise of his people and the praise of God. Well, that ends the study of angels (laughs) and bringing it all the way down to where we fit in this thing in the mighty kingdom of God. Well, that is good. I was blessed by that today. Always blessed when you are doing any type of teaching, Brother Dean, but I think it was very clear um, and very understanding. And if you have questions on this, send it and address it to the email. There may be some um, something we can help and clear up the situation for you. Um, but thank you, Brother Dean, for enlightening us on what angels and fallen angels Praise are. Praise the Lord. But where we fall in, yes. in the midst of that as well. So we fit. we fit into the worship team of heaven, and that's that's worth shouting about. Yes, it is. And so you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast this week. We pray it was a blessing to you. We pray that it encouraged you, that you were elevated in the word. Don't forget to check out Dean Caldwell Ministries on Facebook to keep up with all things that Brother Dean uh, is doing. You guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.